0: You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for
1: new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to borderlineidealists.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. Hello everybody. Welcome back to Boroline Idylls. This is AJ
0: and this is Chris.
1: And on this episode, we are going to celebrate BPD awareness month. Yay! yay. Bam, 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 bam. Is it something to celebrate? Yes, yes, of course it is. Everyone put on your party hat. Throw around some balloons. We have BPD. Tell everyone. Yay! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think that's what it means. Well. <laughs> I think it means pride I have BPD pride (laughs) No, I I know that's not what it means I don't think anybody is uh, like Yay, I have BPD, woot woot Um, But what it is about is uh, Challenging people's uh, perspective And and stereotypes of Mental health Mental health, yes And and people with uh, borderline personality disorder um that we're not we're not all the same sure we're going through some stuff but who isn't you know and we're all at uh, different parts on our recovery and you know most of us are working one way or another to try to get this thing under control so we can have an, a normal productive life and i know for for me um B P D anxiety depression all that stuff has just been haunting me, um my my entire adult life <laughs> since like well since like middle school high school and then in college and it's just it's been a struggle I have, I'm I'm struggling with that and then all the stressors uh, of life and then and that school coronavirus. And work and yeah and then coronavirus so this this is a lot of stuff so you know we're glad though that our listeners are still here and, and able to uh, listen to our our podcast because uh, where else would you be? <laughs> <laughs> you can't go anywhere so I found out something uh, that was kind of amazing to me uh, at least if you if you live in the United States, so on April the 1st, 2008, the U.S. House of Representatives actually passed a resolution um, and the vote was 414 to 0. Wow, they, they agreed on something. Wow. Look at that. Um, <laughs> and so the resolution supports May as Borderline Personality Disorder Awareness Month. So it's actually something that our, our, our government... And politicians are uh, taking a a bit seriously. I would say, I guess mm-hmm. you know they they do care about mental health issues, and that's that's good to show any support because you know in the in the past it, it was it was different. These things weren't supposed to be talked about too much. Mm-hmm. So it is great to have a whole month to um, kind of look look at this
0: disorder and. You know, uh, see <laughs> see what it's all awareness. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. Um, how this organization called National Education Alliance for Borderline Personality Disorder, or NEA, BPD, <laughs> um, they're really the ones that kind of um. Brought this about because they they got together and, they. Basically sat down with Congress and made them aware of. Uh, what this condition is, and you know, how it affects people and, you know, it made them understand. Uh, so, I guess we should be thankful for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should um, be thankful for all these um, NAMI, this, um yeah, we have to look more, more into this uh, National Alliance, National Alliance of BPD. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they have a podcast too, I haven't really had a chance to look mm-hmm. at that, but Yeah, all these, um, these, I guess, non-profits um, (laughs) that are, you know, spending their time trying to make people aware, and, you know, hopefully by this awareness, we can change people's minds, open up people's minds, and maybe even help somebody look at themselves, you know, um, because, you know, like, like we all know, you know, once we, you know, read the symptoms of BPD, we're like, oh. That's me. <laughs> mm. That's me. So, since this is since May is B P D Awareness Month, and we do want to spread some awareness with this episode, we're gonna discuss um a few things that people with B P D would uh, want you to know, and uh, this is seven things that people with B P D would want you to know, and mm. it actually comes from an article on. Uh, healthline.com uh, and the author asked uh, seven of her friends that have BPD what uh, they would want other people to uh to uh, what, what's that word to um to know <laughs> so yeah we're going to go through these and uh, discuss them a little bit so if this is your first time listening, and welcome. you have BPD. Yes, welcome. Or, or if you know somebody that has BPD, or you're just an ally, your friend, definitely welcome. And here are seven things that people with BPD want you want you to know, or want I I would think want everyone to well, know. Yeah. yeah, everyone to know you, the listener. Yeah. So <laughs> the number one is, uh, we are scared you're going to leave even when things are good and we hate it too. Oh no, I I love that. I'm just like woo woo. Um yes, I I I do it with a, a fear of abandonment, of course, which is something that I think everyone with B P D deals with. And you're I mean, even though Chris is married to me Mm. i don't i don't have like abandonment issues like you're going to like divorce me or anything you don't feel that no should i why do you (laughs) feel like that um (laughs) well now i now i do um well no i have my abandonment issues with you as my husband is like um if you bring me to yeah if you bring me to like Your mom's house, and it's a big party, and all those people there are speaking Spanish. I don't know anybody, you know, but your mom, there's just a whole bunch of stuff, and then you just disappear, you know, into the crowd, just leave me sitting at a table. You Mm -hmm. abandon me, and I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm also going to be scared and anxious, and when you get back, you know you're going to hear about it. (laughs) But, you know, I... But it just says, you know, uh, we're scared you're going to leave, even when things are good, Mm -hmm. and we hate it.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean... Have you had abandonment issues with previous mm. relationships where you felt or you were scared that they were going to leave the relationship? Well, you've, you have yeah, because yes. you told me about that. Yes. Is that a surprise Did you, did you to, have that with me while we were dating? Oh, no. <laughs> I knew I had you. <laughs> oh, you you had me in the bag. Okay.
1: Yeah, in different, in different ways. I feel like in, in different relationships, it was more about breaking up with, with somebody. With you, I didn't... I didn't fear breaking up with you, as as much because I mean really after. After the, um, the second date and I was pretty much kind of moved into your place. I kind of felt like oh we're pro- we're probably gonna eventually get married because I've never felt this way about anyone. So I mean, that, that, just seriously, that's how I felt. Um, but also, it's. It's weird because I have the the fear of abandonment. I've also um, and I and I see how. I've acted in the past when, when I feel like someone's abandoned me. You know, I've, um, I've been ghosted by, by friends and stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm like texting, like, you don't like me anymore. That's fine. I don't care. But I want you to know that I enjoy it all our time together. You know, just, mm-hmm. and there's like, you're too much. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, w- what I've learned to do, and I guess that's why I'm always in, in the room or at the house. Cause I'm such a, I'm, I'm already an introvert, but I'm also like a recluse because my fear of abandonment keeps me from, like, making attachments to people um, too much. And if somebody does decide to abandon me, usually that's at the back of my mind already. So I'm like, oh, yep, knew it was going to happen. Well, it's fine. I knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> until I become, like, really comfortable with them. But it's like that's always there. Just be prepared because I don't want to freak out. I don't want to, you know, become you feel like- desperate or, 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 like, please come back, you know, because I, I can lose my mind because I may have, like, you know, turned this into, like, my favorite person or, you know, fell in love with this person or just infatuated with this person, really like them, and why don't you like me? I thought we were
0: friends. Mm-hmm. So. I was gonna say, do you feel like maybe that hinders the relationship building? If you have that in the back of your mind a lot? When, um, like, just getting to know someone, I would think that maybe that's maybe why also you don't like to get to know people because... Is that you think that plays a part in it?
1: I do. I mean, I I do like to get to. You said I don't like to get to know people. Oh well. Oh, you mean like like friends and stuff, like really close <laughs> or something. Like I mean. Yeah. I mean. Well, I guess like if like if it's you, people, I'm like, hello, how are you? But no, I don't want right, to hang out with anybody or...
0: not superficially, but more. So
1: does it? You're asking. Does it? Do you think it like hurts? It hinders your ability to
0: get closer to people mm-hmm. yeah, because so, you have that.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the entire point, because I don't want to be seen as as clingy. And I've kind of, I've kind of gotten over all that. I've I've really learned to enjoy my time alone, being by myself. Um, even when I was um, working in the the hotel mm-hmm. two or three years ago, I didn't hang out with anybody after work really I mean I liked all the people they liked me but um if they were going to the club or something you know I just nope I just kind of turned around <laughs> and people would ask me sometimes like oh no I'm busy because I really don't I don't want to try to hang out and have small talk and I don't want to become people's friends also because I fear them like calling me and be like hey do you want to hang out I'm like oh god I really don't want to but now I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm forced to because, you know, now mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like when you ask me to go over to your mom's house, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay where I am. But uh, I am his husband. So I just, I guess, you know, that comes with some, you know, responsibilities. Um, but yeah, I guess the point is not to get too close to somebody. But yeah, it can, it can definitely hinder me from developing a uh, long lasting fruitful relationship. But it doesn't mean that I can't. It just means that I'm more cautious, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I can I can meet somebody and really click with them, you know, um, and maybe see them again a couple of times. Like um, some of my first my sister's friends, like Udo and mm-hmm. Allow Me, like they're like my sisters, you know. So and, and we understand each other's humor and all that stuff because you know I I like them and I and I get them, mm-hmm. you know. So it can, but it's also it's a. It's a little defense mechanism, a little barrier, so that I can kind of pr- protect my myself and um, see this. I don't know. See if I like this person. They have
0: good intentions, you know, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Alright. Okay. Well, moving on to the second Do you to read item. The second quote? Yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. Um, so this person wrote, "It feels like going through life with a third degree emotional burns." Everything is hot and painful to the touch.
1: Ugh, man, that reminds me of the sunburn we got. Was that last year we got sunburn <laughs> burn on our backs?
0: Yes. I think that was, like, two years ago
1: now. That was a third-degree burn, okay? That, that was a third-degree. No, now, uh, one time I... I don't know why I did this. It's also dumb. <laughs> it's like when I was in college. There was like hot grease that had made uh, fried chicken, mm. as I do. And I went outside to th- um, throw the grease into like the backyard. And the wind blew back at me and it got on my hand. And then like I, a big bubble like blew up my wow. hand. Yeah. And I believe that was a second degree burn when it, when it becomes inflamed. Mm. I think a first degree burn is just like a little you know. Red. Yeah, a little red. I think that that's the second degree and the third degree burns is
0: exposed.
1: Yeah, maybe like down to the to the bone or something or, or like really the no, skin. I think or...
0: it's when it breaks and mm. you get blood.
1: Anyway, that's the way to remind me. <laughs> we're not talking about a
0: literal third degree burn. <laughs> An emotional third degree
1: burn. Uh, let's, so, let's see. It feels like going through life with third degree emotional burns Everything is hot and painful to the touch. Mm. Mm. I, you know what? That that is what it's like. Um, <laughs> uh, it reminds me of what I was saying. I, I had to learn to kind of pro protect myself, protect my my energy, my my love, my caring, because. Um, I I uh, I <laughs> I think. Most of the time, I want to see the best in people. want to believe the best in, in people. Um, and I just want to make sure that I don't get blinded by, like, rose-colored glasses and, you know, become gullible or um, open to to hurt that maybe I could have prevented. Because it's, it's sort of like going through that first, second, and third... Um, degree burn it can just get more and more and more painful the more people that let you down the more people that you feel like ignore your emotions um you already have these third degree burns from um uh, maybe childhood or or uh, trauma you know from from bpd so you already have a bruised um emotional System. Yeah, system. <laughs> I don't know. So that's that's what I mean by, you know, I guess protect uh, protecting myself. Um Yeah, everything well, hmm. yeah I, Oh, go on. Go ahead. I was I was just saying when I was thinking, you know, everything is hot and painful to the touch, I'm thinking I was thinking, no, not happy moments. I don't think so. But then, you know, even when things are too happy, I'm thinking, oh God, what's about to happen now? Something bad's about to happen. This can't be right. (laughs) You know, even that's kind of a little weird. Um, or, or even like in happy moments, if somebody says something, you know, in my mind, I might be like, wait, did they say that to make me feel bad? Did they make, Do they say that to, you know, everyone's having joy around me and stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm focusing on something small someone said and like dissecting it. And that's what I mean is it's painful to be around a lot of people sometimes because you do feel like an empath taking on a whole bunch of um, emotions. You're like, get me out of (laughs) here. You know, especially talking to people, hearing people, you know, people looking at
0: you, people focusing on you. Well, I know especially, like, maybe misunderstanding what people say or taking something a wrong way. Mm. And then you feel really, like, it's it becomes really emotional for you because you, um, you know, sometimes you become, like, almost certain that someone meant a certain thing, you know, when it's like what your therapist has talked to you about, you know, about discussing the facts and looking at the facts and sometimes we assume certain things that may or may not be there but um, our emotions kind of get in the way of that and I've sort of dealt with that recently with the with um, someone that I know and it was kind of interesting looking at myself through those lenses because I was like I don't really think of myself as kind of going through those things mm-hmm. or of um, maybe just Feeling hurt by something someone says, um, and n- not feeling certain whether it was it was the right emotions for me to feel, you know, mm-hmm. whether I should be upset or whether I should just let it go. Yeah.
1: Uh, I just I I hate even having those mental conversations because, man, if I wasn't taking my, my medicine for anxiety, then that that conversation would be going on for weeks. You know, even if it's settled, it's out of the way. Ugh, <laughs> but yeah, just just sometimes being around people, you hear, um, you hear that you know you're you're sensitive, you're a very sensitive person, you're too sensitive, you take things too much to heart, you know, and that makes me just want to be like, okay, well, I'm a freak. There's nothing wrong with me. Let me just stay away from people, because obviously. Other people can be told things to their face and they're like, all right, well, I accept that criticism. Thank you. (laughs) But for me, it's just like, ouch, you know, so I just I don't know how people do that. They just put it away. But I'm just I well, I I do know how people do that. accept criticism. But for me now, I have to kind of take a little time to like process it.
0: That kind of goes in with number the next uh, quote that's listed here.
1: So number three, everything is felt more intensely, good, bad, or otherwise. Our reaction is such feelings may, our reaction to such feelings may seem out of pr- um, proportion, but is appropriate in our minds. <laughs> yes, mm. you know there. Um, there was a time. Um, before the DBT, I would, um, and I always tried to control myself <laughs> from, from how I react, but there was a time where I, you know, it was very hard to control myself because I want to be, I, I want to let out my emotions um, as soon as something happens. That's my first go to. Not, wait, 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 let me understand what, what might be saying, I may have understood it like this, but maybe they were saying it like this, well, I don't know, so I shouldn't get mad, I'm just like, wait, did they just really say that, no, I know that don't sound good, it didn't sound good, and everybody's just over here laughing, they don't even know, what, y'all didn't hear that, oh, I'm about to <laughs> like, yes, let's go, <laughs> I get mad, and, um, that was, like, one time, um, you remember, like, there was a friend that said something, and I thought it was, like, a slight, uh, remark to me mm-hmm. and I almost like exploded I was just I, I was about to be like let's go! let's go let's go uh, excuse me you're gonna say that to me let's excuse- what in, in my house you <laughs> know and, <I'm, laughs> and then I got kind of mad at you Chris because you didn't say anything you're like well I didn't think anything was wrong it's like "Why well, you didn't hear what they said and you're like well you know maybe I don't think they meant it like that I was just like oh my god I'm crazy I just I'm just insane I can't trust myself <laughs> yeah. which is oh, that's that's going to be an episode trusting yourself. Um but yeah, DBT has definitely taught me you know what we talked about a few episodes uh, ago about stop, you know, taking a second to think things through. And it's still very difficult for me because I wear my emotions not only on my sleeve, but on my on my uh, face. Like if Chris <laughs> Like, Chris told me to uh, go to the... No, no, um you were going to go work in the garden. You know mm-hmm. I hate working outside. Okay, I hate working outside. I hate being outside. Okay? um <laughs> um I don't know how you got me walking so much. That's why we're taking such a break. I was like, yeah, we're going to have do that again next year. Like, we walked enough. Um, but you were going out to the garden, and I was just like, well, baby, do you want me to come along with you? Because you told me last time, you know, when you told me you were going to the garden, and I didn't, asked to help you hurt your feelings so I was like okay baby do you want me to help you and you said yes and I had to like try to will everything inside of me that was just like man I do not want to go out I just want to stay in I, 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 I hate working out and tilling um, stuff and manual and, labor yeah That's all what. that stuff I just it's not that I'm lazy I just don't like being outside and doing all that stuff unless I have to but um, But, but I was just like, okay, you know what, this, Chris is working on this garden, I I need to, to help him, this is something that I can do. But it was so hard for me, I was using stop, I was thinking what was effective, but I could not get off my face how angry I was, um, and then you said like a joke outside, and I was just like, (laughs) you know, and I was just, I was getting so pissed off, and I, and I was telling you, I was like, Chris, I tried to stop myself, I can't, I don't know what's going on, I'm really angry. And you're like, well, go inside. But like, I can't go inside. You told me that I hurt your feelings if I'm not out here. So I have to be out here. I want to be out here, you know, but I'm just, I'm going to be a little angry. And you're like, well, I don't want you angry. I'm just like, it's too late. <laughs> 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 it's still, it's still a challenge. It's still a, um,
0: a thing trying but, to uh, uh, react in the right way. But you like went away for like a second. I think you walked away. And then you came back, and your your emotion or your emotional state shifted.
1: Yes, yes, it did because I just had to take a second and walk by the creek, <laughs> the creek in the back. Because I, um, I was thinking, <laughs> like you asked me, like to pick up the those sticks and take them roots, to roots, the, because I was uprooting whatever, like big old chunks of roots. Whatever you weren't doing the hard thing. I had to pick up the roots and then walk all the way to the forest and throw them in there. And I was getting pissed off. And I was, like, thinking to myself, all right, Audrey, it's okay. Just think of what's effective. Think of, you know, stop. You don't want to get mad. Being mad is not good. It's more effective just to, to help Chris out, you know. Um, he's not going to ask you to do this all the time. And definitely now because he sees how you <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we want to do a good job. So, I, you know, yeah, I did I did kind of cool down. I was able to help you dig stuff. Um but yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's kind of weird because I'm at at that time. I was like, Chris, I really don't want to be mad right now. I really do want to help you. I love you. I do want to be out here. I just I I'm just mad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how to explain that. It's just like well, I like, tried everything. I'm sorry. I'm still pissed off. Um, <laughs> but at least I at least I know that I am telling you. I'm just like I. But you know, I just needed more time to work through it. So. Yeah, so uh sometimes our reactions are 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 bigger to the situation than the, the situation really is. But yep, we gotta check the facts, take some time to stop and well, Reassess. oh yeah. So number four Okay. Number four is really short, it says, I don't have multiple personalities. Mm. Well what does borderline personality you just mean? It sounds like he got a lot of personalities. I mean when I when I heard BPD, uh, when my doctor first told me borderline personality disorder, I was just like, what? That that sounded like I had a couple of personalities." I was just mm-hmm. like, "Person borderline? Like, oh my!" <laughs> so, uh, Am I like at the I, cuss? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I was at the the borderline of having like multiple personalities or having like a breakdown or something. I, I have mm-hmm. I have no idea, but for some reason, I, yeah, I guess it's the borderline and the personality and the disorder part <laughs> all just kind of mash together and make you think oh um i don't know this person has uh definitely something wrong with their their personality maybe they're acting all these different ways because they're different people (laughs) (laughs) but it um we don't have multiple personality multiple personalities um but that would be i don't know in a way in a I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I would call this another personality, but the, but in a way, I guess I do? Not, not like, like I, I black out and become somebody else, you know? You know, or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm Jonathan, now I'm blacking out, and now I'm Max, the evil one, you know? <laughs> not like that, but my, um, I don't know, how do I describe them, the multiple person. I think uh, kind of like how fast um, things can turn me happy to sad really fast. Or even like how how I was outside, it was kind of like I was fighting with like my angry personality, you know. And then my my understanding. But that's not
0: really a personality. No. That's an, an emotion. Yeah, maybe that's what. So you more. yeah, you definitely have those high intensity emotions, and then they can switch very quickly. But that's I think that that's the difference is that well, personality encompasses more than just the an emotion at the moment. I think my
1: my. Emotions all have personalities, but okay, okay. <laughs> what, what, whatever. I mean okay, I mean just they're just emotions. they're not people, I guess. all right. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, we do um, we do have uh, the disassociation um, that comes along with BPD. Uh, can kind of make you feel unreal out of your body. maybe like you're losing time. Um, but we don't have dissociate, dissociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. and those are people
0: that have multiple personalities. And they, um, some of the symptoms for that is more dissociative, like amnesia, where people actually lose memory or forget um, certain parts of you know uh, what's happened, um, or, or blurred identity. When people feel like there are two or more people talking or living in their head, so that's more of the disassociative identity disorder, and that's how it's different from from BPD.
1: Okay. Well, I. I really felt like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I have multiple personalities, but I, I really felt like anger was named, I thought my anger was named Ron, and my happiness oh, was Harry. Be quiet. My sadness was going to be Hermione. Okay, moving on. And then, <laughs> you know, my excited was going to be Hagrid! Woohoo! My My sexy's wow. going to be Dumbledore. <laughs> my Mr. Mr. Um, um, uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of something for Snape. Um, was my, uh, my, uh, what, S- uh,
0: seductive No, um, sensual I don't know wow <laughs> that's what you think of snake wow you're totally
1: a gay Harry Potter fan <laughs> <laughs> sexy super sexy goth oh my God. <laughs> give me a potion okay we're gonna okay, move on we'll to we'll number on, number five, five.
0: <laughs> uh, we are that's da- my turn oh I'm, so, oh I'm so sorry to this um, person who was quoted saying we aren't dangerous or manipulative <coughs> oh what what was that? We just need a little extra love. <laughs>
1: Were you sick? Do you need some water, baby? <laughs>
0: what? No, I cough because I've told Ajani that sometimes I feel like he is manipulative <gasps> in the way that he talks to me, but I think What? That's not that's not really part of the the disorder wow. itself. stigma. That's more of your personality. You have a manipulative Excuse personality. And you know where it comes from? From being a middle child
1: excuse me
0: that's where it comes from
1: i i think that middle and younger
0: <clears throat> children especially the youngest children seem to have the most manipulative personality what? i feel like in my case sorry <laughs> fran sorry francis <laughs> excuse me. um
1: so we aren't dangerous manipulative we just want a bit of extra love that's true um but we- as- Oh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're the one with the BPD. Go ahead, baby. Go. <laughs> I was gonna say yes. I do think that we can. We. I mean, I guess anybody like, can be. Yeah, anybody can be dangerous or um, manipulate, manipulate you. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, but I think that you you can be with with BPD, and I would say you know like uh, like I was saying before, my younger self, it felt kind of. Um, manipulative just to um if i would be like oh i'm uh i I would try to make somebody feel bad because i was i was feeling bad you know Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of an example or something um i don't know or or, or i think uh make somebody feel um like it's not bad for me how did i manipulate people Hmm. how do i manipulate you maybe maybe it's the same way i can't really
0: um well when you want say for example alcohol
1: oh that's like never but go on
0: it's like you quote unquote turn on the charm excuse me where, you know, we can be having our regular conversations. And all of a like, oh, hey, baby, I love you. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And that's why it says we aren't, malignant. we
1: we just need a little extra love. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get some extra love. And when you don't give it to me, I'm like, well, I need to out-called. And obviously you don't want, oh, okay. you know, so that's, what, that's what's
0: going on. <laughs> no, I, no, I think it's more of um. it's... Just that change of um, being, like, extra sweet, even though, I mean, that's... I feel like that is a form of manipulation, but it's an obvious one, you know? where mm. you're, like, overdoing it to try to be cute, but you're never, ever cute. So, just,
1: um... <laughs> um oh, you... <laughs> I was trying to think about, like, the um, ways I manipulate people. and Not really manipulate. I think, like, with my... Like, with my mom, I used to, if she didn't um, agree with me or something, my mom or, or my siblings, they, um uh, they didn't agree with me, I would, pro- I would get really angry or mad. And I used to, like, punch doors and walls. Um, that- and I don't I don't know if you, you heard this. But my mom, I think I told you this, my mom would always, like, I guess joke, but I think she's being serious. She'd be like, get all the knives away from Argeny. Keep all the knives away from Argeny. Mm-hmm. Argeny. You know, she would say that to my ex-boyfriend, too, because I would take knives and try to but I don't feel like... Self-mutilate. Uh, that wasn't um, because you were being
0: manipulated. No.
1: No. Um, but I was going to say, my dad felt like my, my self-mutilation was, was um, a way to... He said, "Get attention," which I guess it was, but but it was a
0: way to manipulate. Them. Yeah,
1: get 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 attention for for myself because I felt like I wasn't the way he said it was sort of like I didn't feel like they thought I was important enough, mm-hmm. and I needed to be like over here. I'm still alive. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, but um. Well, um. So maybe he did feel like That was manipulation, and like to me, when I think of manipulation, it's like. So you're like, well if you leave me I'm gonna cut myself. Yeah I've never That's straight I, out manipulation. I
1: have I have heard about that yeah. uh, when I was in a uh, mental hospital or heard somebody um, talking about that mm. um, or um, and this is always odd if somebody has had suicide attempts in the the past um, and they they even told you like in the past because somebody left them they got really depressed and stuff. Um, I've heard stories of, of people that are afraid to leave somebody that is treating them bad because they told them that and that may happen to them.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's manipulating yes, that somebody. Yeah, that if that you guy? tell someone, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to harm myself. Well,
1: they're not saying they're me. not saying I'm going to harm myself if you leave me. They're saying, well, I've done this in the past mm-hmm. and, you know, it makes me really sad. and stuff when people break up with me and I might do this. You know, somebody breaks up with me, but they're not really just saying you. I don't know. Even if well, they are saying you, it's so just kind
0: of if they project into the future that if I'm ever left alone again, I will do this. That is, a, I would consider that a form of manipulation hmm. because you're you're telling someone, you know, the person that you're with at the time. You may not be saying if you leave me, but you you put it uh, out there as a general. It's still I think a form of manipulation, but
1: wow, and I, I manipulate you for alcohol, please. That's just that's just me being cute and asking you, Mm Chris, can we get some wine? And Mm -hmm. you're like, no. And I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. But I think most of the time when people say that uh people with B P D are um manipulate people, um just like it says here, we want a little bit of extra love. So I I would think back into the past, like, the times that I I hurt myself or hurt other people by, like, yelling at them or pushing them or destroyed walls or all that other stuff. It was because I was insecure and I didn't, I guess I didn't, I either, like, really didn't like myself or I didn't even feel like there was love coming. Nobody understood. And because of that, it kind of felt like I was um, without love, if that makes sense.
0: How is that manipulation?
1: No, it's, it's not. Oh, okay. I'm just, um, no. Oh, you were
0: just at, talking about the extra love thing.
1: Yeah, I was saying, I think, you know, sometimes when people with BPD are said to manipulate people, they're really doing it because they're, um, I guess, trying to get love in, in, in some way. Validation. I mean, I guess, you know, um... I really need to have some examples of, of these. But yeah, um, I mean, even if you're saying, you know, you can hurt yourself if someone leaves you. I mean, it's still a matter of, <laughs> it's a matter of love. But I mean, it's the, the wrong kind of, you know, it's kind of kind of off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I really want to think of something that's... Uh, I can't think of anything, like, anything really in the past I would do. I just remember my, right, like, my mom being mad at me, uh, getting, um, trying to, like, my mom used to try to, like, talk to me slowly and stuff because she was afraid that I was just going to blow up and get mad and angry.
0: Um, well, I think during those times, like, punching walls and stuff, that was also a lot to do with, um, I, I think it's more than just, um... You're just seeking attention or something like that, because mm-hmm. that's definitely to me it rings also of like just um, those high extremes of emotions, uncontrollable or emotions mm-hmm. that can manifest as physically.
1: Well, I was, I was thinking it was, it was kind of like you know my, um, my mom or dad wouldn't always give me um, everything that I wanted because you know because I through a tantrum or something. I mean, usually these tantrums weren't when I was younger. Usually when I was in college and going through, um, like, this really bad depression and stuff, I had really bad anger. But it was like, if you don't, you know, say certain things to him in a, in a way, in a certain way, or agree with him in a certain way, he is going to uh, go off his rocker, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's kind of a way of, I, I, I guess they could look at it as manipulating Right. Um, somebody Because it's like, oh, well, we have to agree. And I think you've seen parts of that. You know, when you don't agree with me, I get kind of like, like, sure, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. You know, and because criticism is hard for me. But also I want, um, I really want to like believe myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel, I don't know, I feel like having BPD, um, sometimes it's hard to believe your emotions or what even is reality in front of you. So if I find out, like, Chris, did this happen? You're like, yes, it happened that way. I was like, oh, my God, I got it right. And I'm saying, no, I'm just like, no, no, but, 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 hmm. but no, I saw it there.
0: <laughs> it's like that movie, it's like the movie, um, oh, what is it, Fifty First Dates, where Drew was like, is this real or not real?
1: It, it could have been. It could have been The <laughs> Wedding Singer. It could have been okay. Anyways. Never Been Kissed, you know. Um,
0: but the point of that was that most people, and of course, there's always... You can't general. You can't, you know, say everybody, but most people with B P D or any mental health illness are not dangerous. You don't have to fear from them that they're gonna do something to physically harm you, and and they're not manipulative. They're not gonna do things out of malice to get you to do whatever they want, right? Or to like some sort of malice to kind of like being devious in what they are seeking. Most people are, uh, especially with BPD, they're you know they're they just want some validation and love and understanding, and so you don't um, you know and you kind of hear that a lot with, unfortunately with a lot of these mass murder or mass shooters, I and mean, people always first to of course it's usually you know, pro NRA gun loving people are like wow it's mental illness, right? <laughs> That's the first thing they go to. Well, he was just you know he was mentally ill, but. I mean, statistics show that most people with mental illness are least among the population to be dangerous and to physically harm well, others. They're more f- they're more prone to physically harm themselves.
1: Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It says that's what it says here that we're more likely to do something to ourselves which is kind of my goat. Even like punching walls and all that stuff, I ended up with the bloody hand mm-hmm. and, and also the the yelling at my at, my dad came home like again <laughs> I'm like that's my wall now <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> who had a of that fast i was like okay i can't do that anymore i <laughs> think oh my gosh you might throw me out i don't know just just give me a wall all right let's get uh see if we can get to number seven so we're um, we're at six um and this quote is it's exhausting and frustrating and it's really hard to find quality, affordable treatment. Oh, oh my God. God. Fuck, <laughs> man. Like, I, I was telling Chris, like, I, I'm going to have to tell we, um, the lady that I'm, gonna, that I'm seeing for
0: DBT, um,
1: they don't the take therapist. health insurance. Isn't that great? They don't take health insurance, but
0: I, I, but I need it, and it does help. Most DBT therapy places do not take health insurance.
1: Isn't that, isn't that wonderful?
0: Um, so we're paying, you know,
1: $180 pretty much for each each week that I go. And so I told her, hey, we're going to cut it back to every other week um, because, you know, we're... And and before, like, um, when I was going every week, I would ask you, Chris, like, um, I was like, maybe I should stop going. I don't think it's helping. You're like, no, 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 it's helping. Keep going. <laughs> I was well, like, I don't know. I don't feel any different. <laughs> it, it,
0: I feel like, I mean... Mm-hmm. Would you would say it now yeah. it's different. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely I, I, helped. Def- I think it's definitely helped, especially those um those skills that you've learned to stop mm-hmm. and yeah. and all the other things. But also hearing from another person. I think especially with your, your you struggling to understand and accept and validate your emotions and wondering whether they're real, whether they're valid, and whether. What you perceived in a any environment or, or social interaction is what actually happened. Mm. You know, so she was able to, make, ha- give you certain skills or bring you to an understanding that, it's okay to, not be hundred percent sure. But,
1: oh. it, but it also teaches you it's okay to you know feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. You know you don't have to. But, deny it, but you want to but base adjust um, your reaction. Yeah, your reaction on, on facts. So, that's nice because I, <laughs> you know, when I was, um, God, I keep going back in time doing when I was just a babe. No. Um, when I was going through the, the early... BPD, I was just like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I feel like I'm really emotional, and I and I overreact, so maybe I should just try to get rid of my emotions. You know, just push everything down. If someone says something, just don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I really, it really tried to, was like, just don't feel anything. Don't have any more emotions anymore, and then nothing can hurt you, and you won't feel anything. Um, but that it, it, that's nearly impossible and very harmful. So it's nice to know that I can... You know, I can feel like somebody said something to get back at me, but I don't know that as a, as a fact. So I have to work through those emotions, um, listen to myself, and say, hey, let's come back down. You know, let's do what what is effective, what is healthy. Um, Give it but, a different... Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, now I'm going to have to tell uh, my doctor... I'm going to have to stop indefinitely because it's, it's, it's a lot. And, I you know, I, I, man, it's the, the entire time going to this DBT. I'm just like, man, I, and, and to think like there are people that are diagnosed with BPD and they would, they would never be able to take this, um, do this, this weekly, you yeah. know, this, and then there are people that do this and then do their group classes so you have to have mm. a psychologist to go to the group classes. you can to have your own psychologist have a dbt psychologist from from their place but i'm pretty sure those group classes are probably kind of expensive too and then mm. there's a whole like curriculum you're supposed to go through i'm just like who the fuck can afford this like i'm not and uh, i mean who who would have i don't know the time and money to 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 do all this stuff i mean the time maybe you can fit it in, especially you know everyone doing telehealth right now. Um, even the group classes are doing telehealth, but I mean the the man that 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 really hurts me because I mean it just it just sucks to think that you know somebody can be sick and the only thing stopping them from living a productive life or doing better is money. You know I just. Mm. That that really that that is that is frustrating to me. Um But yeah, I, I I hate that it it's that way. I hate that it's it's so expensive. I hate that it was th- this is probably like the only place that we could have gone. This or another place I think, right? Like it was like two or three mm-hmm. places and but
0: and, they're the same pricing oh, and yeah. the, the other place the other places didn't also also didn't accept insurance.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a lot. So I'm going to have to stop, you know, indefinitely, in probably for like a, a month so that we can save up some money. But in that time, you know, I have the, the DBT handbook that she gave me and some worksheets. Um, so I can study some of that stuff by myself. But yeah, Chris, like you're saying, it is important to have a psychologist but I'm going to have to go from 180 well, to a $15 one with our copay, okay?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> what we talked about was maybe reducing your DBT therapy to once a month and then have um, a regular psychologist the other d- the other days, of the, w- the other weeks, you know, th- and I mean, one that will take our insurance and it's a lot lo- lower copay. Yeah, I mean, it. To
1: go to my psychiatrist is $15. To go to my psychologist is 185 It's ridiculous. Mm. I, I just... Ugh. Ugh.
0: And this... And, you know, we're lucky enough to have some health insurance. There's tons of people, not just in the States, but all the way around the globe, where health insurance is not readily available. And the other thing, too, is that oftentimes mental health is not included in the physical health aspect of... You know, wellness for people. I mean, that's something that we struggled here in the States. Uh, I know we have a lot of listeners at, outside of the States. So it would be interesting to know how it is in, in, in your place, in your places. But here, I mean, it's something that we, people, a lot of people have been fighting for. It's the recognition of mental health as being part of your physical health and well being and how they should be implemented and that's probably why you know these people these places DBT doesn't accept uh, health insurance because mm-hmm. they haven't been incorporated into it or the whole health system well, and and also
1: i mean just thinking about DBT it's supposed to um, from what i understand have a have a structure um, i and I'm going to have to ask my, my doctor about that. But I believe, you know, while you're going to the, the, the group classes, you're supposed to go to your psychologist, like, every week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I'm, I'm going through this, you know, um, I don't know exactly how many times I'm, I, she would recommend me to be going. But it really just depends on, you know, how much money I have. Um, but then, you know, you also have to pay for uh, the um, medicine. Um, that's medicine two doctors, then the special DBT, um, but I do like in this article where it says, um, which is to say, if someone with BPD isn't getting better, don't be quick to blame them. Getting help is hard enough on its own, mm. and that is so true. I mean, sometimes it's just hard for me to pick up the phone and and talk to somebody, um, and then when I get through that, I have to hope that I like the psychologist. And if I don't like the psychologist, then I'm gonna get a little depressing. Be like, oh God, they're all like this. <laughs> and then I have to try again. And that that's hard too because uh, believe it or not, there are some psychologists that are really 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 bad. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I have no idea how they how they became. They will lie to your face, and you know oh, you're like, bad,
0: hey, bad side manners.
1: Yeah, just well, I mean, I guess i guess
0: some people have had a doctor like well that. you know also different personalities some yeah. personalities don't mesh so, so
1: yeah everyone is it's different let's go to the
0: last one number seven which says <coughs> i'll read it thank you we aren't unlovable and we love big mm.
1: that's true that that's so true i don't know
0: your love could be
1: bigger could you oh, i was supposed to ask you would you say my love is overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> no it's underwhelming um anyway yeah <laughs> we um i i felt like i i loved being in relationships even though i didn't like the the ending part of relationships, like when you had to break up with somebody, or I didn't like mm. when it didn't work out. But I did like the honeymoon period when I was with somebody and everything was going good, and and we were buying doesn't. each other gifts and holding hands and going places. I was like, this is love. Oh my god, I've made it. I thought I'd never find it, and now I'm Cinderella. <laughs> uh, my, okay. Uh, my pumpkin is a carriage. <laughs> um, but because <laughs> I just wanted to love so much. Um, but I had to learn how to redirect that love really, um, back at myself, (laughs) back at myself a lot, but also find other ways to, um, get that love out than looking for like romantic, uh, approval. Um, so, you know, doing things for people, especially when I was working at the hotel, um, my, my big love (laughs) was very, um, useful i feel like um <laughs> i feel like in a way my my bpd and how i understand emotions empathy and and uh you know try to understand people having conversations with them it really helped me move uh uh move up you know while i was doing hospitality because it just even though i hated people people liked me because um you know, I've, I was a person, I guess, you know. <laughs> um, most, most people say they felt like I was authentic or, you know, that I um, wasn't trying to be anybody else or anything, which is hilarious because I totally was. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just the way that I, I responded to things that other people may just be like, yeah, that's nothing, whatever, you know. But like, are you okay? Are you fine? Are, are you okay? And that helped me with my... With um, the employees that that I, w- I was training that empathy, and I loved that Chris. Do you remember all those employees that I that I trained the the um intern and stuff? Uh-huh. They always talked about how great it was to train with me. Um, they said that to I remember my dad came up to the hotel and um, Ramon was there, and he talked to my dad about that, and they they always let me know and. and I don't know. I just really I I really, took pride in in that I was just like wow you know this is um actually a place where I can kind of get a little close to people and it doesn't have to be I guess destructive not too close you know Mm. (laughs) but I would you know especially the interns the other people that I worked with not really but the interns I would go out to restaurants with them and and do other little things uh with them um but you know especially because you know they 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 welcomed you know that that love they were interns from um i think like the netherlands eliza was from the philippines they're always like everyone's so nice here (laughs) (laughs) i was like it's georgia (laughs) southern hospitality (laughs) just don't go to this place late at night and be a person (laughs) of color okay um but yeah, we love big, have big emotions, wanna wanna love people. Sometimes it can get out of control. <laughs> mm. I've learned so you have to learn how to reel that in. But you know we can use it as as a thing for good, a thing to to help other people, to be good friends, um, even a good acquaintance, a good stranger. You know. I think the
0: word is emotional intelligence oh
1: yeah yes i got
0: that i think that's what the, what you've been talking about but being able to really um bond with people over just being more emotionally aware and making sure that you didn't hurt people's feelings and things like that and the way that you spoke to them and approached them yeah. so and you know i was gonna i wanted to say that people that um with bpd are not unlovable and they do love big. But that being said, that doesn't mean that there are no cha- there are still challenges to come along with the relationship. Wait, hold up. So are they lovable? Or not? Yes, they are very much lovable. Okay,
1: but, but then you said but <laughs> they love they are lovable and they do love it. But
0: <laughs> beep beep, <laughs> there <Yes>. are challenges. <laughs> like okay, so it's do you, not um, a but. Do you love me? It's not it? a but. Mm-hmm. It's more of an. It's a as- yet. <laughs> it's more of an <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> so yeah, if you're in a relationship or have a loved one with BPD, it is important to you know to do your research on on what this this condition is BPD um uh, and you know read up on the symptoms and and struggles that people with BPD have like you want to under, try to understand the person and what they're going through um and that way you can be um wary of stereotypes um that may also come across
1: mm-hmm. and you know everybody is going through their own journey. I I guess I should say every.